Cat Disgusted is a show about veterinary nursing. It is not a show about how to cure your sick pet. If your animal is sick, take it to the vet. Don't be a crazy person and use a podcast to cure your puking cat, dog, chinchilla, etc., etc. I think they would tell you the same thing. If they could. Which they can't. Which makes it hard. You know what's up. Take them to the vet. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the best of times and the worst of times in veterinary nursing. What the hell are we doing? Well, it's Chihuahua snapping feral cats flailing all while working with the baddest bitches in the business. I'm your host, Nicole Dickerson, RBT, and this... It's how our week went. <laughs> Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Cat Disgusted. I'm sure you've missed us terribly. Today is different. Uh, today, we're at, I'm actually coming to you from Tracy, California. Tracy, the land of... What? Beans. Beans? Is that what's out here? Are you serious? It is. <laughs> I've been because I've been seeing a lot of like green fields and th- it's beans. We have a dried bean festival. You have a dried bean festival. I've also noticed there is a defense depot or defense distribution depot. There is. What is that? What is that? I really don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot of guns. I was I think thinking. So. I was thinking like maybe we need one of those in Richmond. Actually, <laughs> maybe maybe not though. That might be a might lot. be a little dangerous. You're probably wondering who I'm talking to. This is also this is not just a voice in my head, but also a voice in yours. Um, today we have a very special guest. This is the first co-host of Cat Disgusted, uh, Melanie Boyle, ladies and gentlemen. What? Thank you. That's right. So <laughs> me and Melanie, we work together. Um, at the emergency and critical care uh, facility that we're at now. And um, how long have you been doing this, Melanie? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, This is my 26th year this year. Oh, my God. Um, Graduated way back in 1990, (laughs) which is slightly scary. There's like like clients that we have that are born after 1990. We have people we work with who were born after 1990. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So, so Melanie's fabulous because she has been doing this because of that long of a stint in this particular <laughs> career. I thought Melanie would be great for, um, the, uh, for this episode, which is crazies part two, because there's too many crazies to only have one episode dedicated to the crazies. <laughs> there is a ton of crazies. <laughs> So I figured um, what, we, what we'll do here is we'll kind of, we'll recap some of the highlights of your illustrious career <laughs> okay. in, in this industry. And that, and that way uh, uh, everybody can share, can share in the fabulousness that is the last 26 years. Now, some, now you were in, are some of these in England? Is that right? These I spent a small amount of time in England, about two years working in emergency practices there. That's also um, awesome. But prior to that, I was from Canada. And, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. That's, that's right. where I graduated and uh, worked most of my career. That's right. See, this is also like self-serving for me because I get to hear you tell these crazy <laughs> stories. And I, I must say that I only know like the gist of a lot of these. So, uh, so for right. my own reasons, I'm personally looking forward to what's about to go down. <laughs> 
<laughs> so speaking of Canada, um, I believe that's where you're, that's where this first crazy story takes place. Is that true? It is true. Yes. Okay. I'm excited. A lot of the crazy stories, unfortunately, seem to happen in Canada. <laughs> That's par for the course. Yeah, I spent a a number of years working at a couple of different emergency practices. Uh And um, one of them, and you just can't make this stuff up, was located next door to a taxidermist and a few doors down from a uh, rub and tug parlor. Nice. 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 (laughs) And it was not uncommon in the middle of the night to have a ring at the doorbell even though we weren't expecting a client or a pet, and have a very um, handsome, I guess you could say. Handsome. (laughs) Or interestingly handsome, maybe. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Gentlemen show up, uh, usually weaving a little because they were (laughs) inebriated, um, asking if we were actually the massage parlor from down the street. Oh, my God. (laughs) So like, and, did, um, did you, you told me, I think I, you told me briefly, there was something about a polyester suit. Wearing polyester suits generally, you know, something from the seventies, oh you know, God. Uh, generally the shirt was undone down to about the navel no. and, uh, you know, gold chains. And, and this things. is late, yeah. like late at night? Usually about two, three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like, so two, three in the morning. Is usually for for those for those who don't know for those who don't know those of our fans who do not know you usually whittle down to like maybe one or two nurses at that point is that usually right? just one one doctor one nurse so so was it just you and the it doctor was just myself and the doctor that night oh my god so so it's two thirty in the morning the doorbell rings exactly and you got to go up there I've got to go and answer the door oh my god so like we had a peephole but. You couldn't always see, you know, whether they had something on Oh, it sounds like you'd want to see whatnot, this. But it, yeah. yeah, it sounds like you'd want to witness this. Yeah, we, uh, I couldn't really tell whether there was an animal there or not, but um, I opened the door. Uh, so what do, they, what do they usually say? Like, what are they? He was just staggering a bit <laughs> at the doorstep and um, gave me quite an interesting look. And uh, just basically came right out with it. Asked me if we were the massage parlor down the street. Even though I'm standing there wearing scrubs. And your response was? Uh, No, that's a few doors down (laughs) on the right-hand side. You didn't offer up any service. It wasn't slow that night where you wanted to offer any service. We were slow that night. And we did discuss, actually, the possibility of how we could have made a few extra bucks of, you know, maybe providing some medications to oh, make yeah. the owner hallucinate or the gentleman hallucinate I don't know and then charging him thinking he was having a great time you totally could have we probably could have he would he wouldn't have turned you in no I'm sure he at, wouldn't at have. that point no. <laughs> at that no. point nope nope <laughs> oh my god and it, so this is so in Ontario is there there's not like an area where there's like a bunch of those places, right? It just happened to be that we you were... We just happened to be located close to the downtown area. That's some and fine that real estate right there. tends to be some shady activity. Lucky, lucky you. Lucky me. <laughs> yes, lucky me. <laughs> I would have preferred, you know, somebody coming in asking about the taxidermist. But... Right? Speaking of taxidermists, um, there are many animals in this house, which you you may or may not hear... True. On on the mic today, which I, I thought it worth mentioning because the birds start to like sing all of a sudden. There, there's like an African gray back there. There's a, what is it? Cockatoo? Oh, we have a cockatoo. The cockatoo. And then the... Harlequin macaw. Harlequin, the big one. That's the, the big one, that's right? That's the big one. Okay. So they, they, they may also appear as guests. <laughs> it's quite possible. On this show periodically. <laughs> just because they have a lot to say. 
Um, so I feel like the uh, the other one that you had mentioned uh, to me was the the dog in the freezer or something. Like yeah, this, this was the same clinic, actually. Are you serious? Yes, oh, my same God. Clinic. This is going to be like a Blame Canada episode, which yeah. I love. <laughs> it is a Blame Canada episode. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we um, we had a client who called and she had a 15 year old dash hound that oh. was not doing well that mm-hmm. night and she wanted to bring him in so uh. we told her to come on down right, no problem right. explained where we were and she said she was going to have to get a cab because she didn't drive so she shows up with her little dash hound mm-hmm. chappy 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 don't remember the woman's name at all but i do remember you remember the chappy dog. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, poor little chappy. It turned out he was in heart failure. Oh. And he was having a hard time. Now, we were located fairly close to the veterinary school, uh-huh. uh, our clinic, within about a 20-minute drive. And there they have all the specialists and right. cardiologists and whatnot. She opts in the morning to take little chappy to the University of Guelph, to the vet school, and have the cardiologist see him there. Unfortunately, little chappy did not survive once he got to the university and he actually passed away. Oh, now did he, did he like arrest on the way there or did he? I think he actually made it to the university, but wasn't there long before Uh, he just succumbed to his poorly heart. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Um, Now, unfortunately, this poor little old woman didn't trust anybody with the body of chappy. (laughs) And so I routinely, for the next few nights, got phone calls back at the emergency clinic from this poor little old dear asking what she could do with little chappy. Oh, so she took him home. So, no, he was still at the university at this point. But she did not know what to do with him. Right. So we had many discussions about cremation possibilities, uh, possibly burying the dog. Right. um, Pet cemeteries, Mm -hmm. whatnot. And... Initially, she had thought about having a crypt installed in her backyard. A crypt? And a crypt. And like a stone Like a stone box? cement crypt oh my God. put into her backyard and having little chappy buried into the crypt. Uh-huh. Uh, but the problem with that was the city had told her that once she passed on, which she was well into her 80s, this woman, uh-huh, uh-huh. that the crypt would have to be dug up and removed before the property could be sold by anyone. Oh, my God. So that suddenly became a, a non-issue for her. <laughs> she she decided that that was not the way to no, go. No digging up chappy. No digging up chappy. <laughs> um, I should also mention that this poor woman lived all by herself. Her husband had passed on some a uh, lot of oh, years see, earlier. But I feel like that's a running theme. Like it that is. is a running theme in the in like the old folks who have the old dog. Yes, and she was all by herself now right. without Chappy. Oh god! And I think that's the biggest problem she was having dealing with his death. Oh. So it turns out that. Um, she wanted to come and visit Chappie. She had somebody go and pick him up from the vet school and bring him back to us because she only trusted me with the body of Chappie. Oh, because she's been talking point. to you every day. For because the la- <laughs> we've been discussing this for about a week now. <laughs> so Chappie comes back to us at the emergency practice where we keep him on hold in uh-huh. our freezer. Right. Uh, she wants to come and visit Chappie. She does so. And then she decides, she says she's going to let me know the next night mm-hmm. what she wants to do. She's going to make a decision finally. Next thing I know, next night comes around and the funeral home, hearse and all, shows up and the undertaker comes to the door 
with a small baby's casket. Okay, wait. Powder blue, small satin baby's casket. Oh, okay, all right. We got to rewind for a second. Though. So, so the, hu- the human, the human funeral human home. Human funeral home. Came to you guys. Personal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shows up, and he says he's delivering a casket for little Chappie. And it's a baby casket? A baby's casket. Oh, because that's not creepy at all. No. No, I had to stash it upstairs in a closet because it just freaked me out just a oh little too much. Oh, my God. And I was to await further instructions from Chappie's mom. Did she tell to, you they were coming? No, she didn't tell oh us the funeral God. home was showing up that nice. night. Nice. Um, but he did tell us that we were going to await further instructions as to when she would be coming to pick up Chappie. Okay. He also then proceeds to explain to me how to properly place a body in a casket. Did he know it was a dog? He knew it was a dog. He knew it was a dog. (laughs) What, so what were, like, give us like the top, like the top tip that he had there with placing the body. What was like? Basically, the whole interior is satin and if Ah, you pull the satin out Uh uh and then kind of make a nest into the straw almost like material that Ah, is underneath it ah. to kind of surround the body i I see and then place the satin back in and tuck it in around the body good all right i learned way more than i ever wanted to to know know. yeah good good to know (laughs) so (laughs) okay so you stash the coffin in a closet in a closet and i wait to hear from chappie's mom yep yep chappie's mom calls the next night and she says that um what what type of freezer did you keep Chappie in while he was at your clinic? And I said, well, just a deep freezer, right. chest type freezer. Uh, uh, uh. She says, you mean like what you could buy at Sears? I said, yes, no. I, I guess so, yes. Nothing special about No, nothing special about it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have somebody... Come and pick Chappie up as soon as I get this arranged. Oh, God. <laughs> At this point, I wasn't quite sure what to say. <laughs> yeah, right. These, you're, you're awaiting your further instructions. I'm this is awaiting your... further instructions, basically. Oh, man. Um, so we end the conversation with she is going to order a freezer. Mm-hmm. She will contact me when it's delivered to her home. Oh, man. And then she will let me know when somebody is picking up poor little Chappie. Her plan was yeah. to keep little Chappie in his casket, in a deep freezer, in her basement. In her basement. In her basement. So she could visit little Chappie anytime oh, she liked. That, so she wants to go in there. So she wants to just be able to go and open the freezer lid and have a look at little Chappie whenever she gets lonely. Oh my God. So now do you think she was going to open the coffin too? Oh, I'm maybe? sure she probably would. Yes. So you're So actually... Yes. The funeral home director guy then did you a solid because he he had you arrange Chappie. He did, yeah. So carefully <laughs> in this satin. And here she is looking in there. She's visiting Chappie probably on a daily. Oh, my God. So so now did she come and get him or did she send people? She to- sent people to come and fetch the dog because she couldn't drive. Oh, right. right. And so they so they came and they picked up the baby coffin. Picked up the baby coffin, and, and away that he went. was the last I saw of little Chappie. Oh my God! Was she thank? I bet she was thankful. She to was you extremely though, right? thankful. She thought I was just wonderful for being so helpful. Oh my God! <laughs> You're like, well, I had some tips from the mortician. Who I, came I did. To, yes. to- <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, okay, so that's see, that's a first. Like, I feel like I've definitely heard, I've definitely heard of people 
storing their frozen pets in their fridge, like or in the freezer or something like that. I've heard, but I've never heard of a human funeral service. That that was definitely a first for me as well. That's amazing. Yes. Has there been yes. other ones since then though? Um, just people just being undecisive and not oh, knowing okay. what to do. But you've um, never had a baby coffin show up since. Then. I have <laughs> never had a baby coffin show up since. No, no, that is amazing. <laughs> so that's yeah. So that that's pretty good. That's a pretty good amount of crazy right there. That's I a lot like of crazy right like there. And unfortunately, you feel sorry for her at the same time because I little know. Chappie was her life. That yeah. was her whole world, right? It was. Yes. So this was in. So th- so that's in Canada. Now that's there's. In Canada. Now the drunk people, I feel like we've had, so drunk people are like a running theme in like late night emergency, right? Like I feel like I've, I've definitely, I've definitely dealt with drunk people. Like I remember watching at Berkeley Dog Cat Hospital. I remember watching this, these drunk people brought their, um, brought their Labradoodle in because they thought the Labradoodle was acting abnormally. And I was like, well, it's a Labradoodle. (laughs) They always act abnormally. Yeah. I was like, what is it? And he kind of, I think they'd given him like a, a, like one of those piggier things and he ate it really fast. So he was kind of like a little uncomfortable, but nothing too terrible. But they, when they loaded the dogs back in the car, like after we were like, yeah, they're probably fine. And like sent them on their way. The chick like backed up and we saw her like do, do, do. And like totally oh, no. crunched the back of her car and then just drove off. Like everything was cool like everything's fine. with the taillight just dangling and two dogs and two drunkies <laughs> off into the night they go. So I feel like the the drunk theme, it's almost like it's bo- it's like borderline on the theme of this particular show, right? Because it's like it's probably like we could do like a whole like substance abuse portion we could, yes. we could. <laughs> of the clientele. Um, but I do feel like it's worth touching on the the drug story that you were talking about earlier is it put the butt through the wall or something like that yeah that? we um same clinic yet again are you serious <laughs> i love that i've picked all the canadian crazy same, same clinic yes um had a woman show up in the middle of the night oh, uh with her little tiny yorkie and uh we could tell from the minute she walked in carrying said yorkie that she was uh slightly staggering drunk. staggering <laughs> staggering yes and um took her into an exam room. Now, our exam rooms had a table in the middle of the room. So uh-huh. somebody could stand on one side and somebody could stand on the other side. Right. So I take this woman and her little dog in. Right. I'm doing vitals on her little dog. I have stethoscope in my ears. I'm on one side of the table. She's on the other. Mm-hmm. I'm bent forward, leaning over her little dog, taking a listen to its chest when I feel something hit me on the head. Uh-oh. I stood up. To find that she had fallen forward, <gasps> knocked me on the head with her head, what? and then fallen backwards and put her butt through the wall. <laughs> what? Yes. And the dog didn't freak out? The dog and was the just... dog just stood there on the table the whole entire time. <laughs> He's I seen it before. This is probably nothing new. <laughs> probably nothing new. Oh, my God. Well, okay, so was so, she conscious, though? Like, she was she... conscious, and she was surprised that her butt actually went through went the wall. Went through the wall. But not really that apologetic. Oh my! Finished God. our exam and sent her on her way, not finding anything wrong with. Yeah, her did she dog. tell you? Like, what did what did she bring the dog in for? Like, was she like? Uh, I can't even remember. It was kind of one of those, you know, not doing well ADR. Isn't that funny? Because that was the Labradoodles. They couldn't really tell us point anything. Yeah, yeah. there was something wrong. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Exactly. And there were two of them when they, like the doodle people had, there was like a husband and wife team. And I think the husband was only just marginally less drunk 
because he was the one behind the wheel than the wife was because she was the one who got behind the wheel and drag and freaking bang the car into the retaining wall like when they were leaving and she was the one too like when they pulled up they pulled up all crooked like you know and we're like "Uh oh it's a real emergency right no the husband we saw him like lean across her and like shove open the passenger side door and she like fell out fell out like being like god damn it poured her out into the parking lot poured her out followed by the bouncing two crazy two crazy doodles only one of them of which was who we were really actually seeing the other one was just there for like moral support Support. i i suppose isn't that funny yeah they don't see i feel like they get bored or something and then it's like oh it's two i I think that's yeah i think they're just looking for trouble maybe at that point and that is so freaking crazy maybe the alcohol supply ran out at that point Uh, that could be it's there yeah we were on the way to that well if if your clinic is next to the uh the 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 little uh the what you call it the uh the The, rub and tug rub and tug yep yes (laughs) It's probably a liquor store right there. There probably is a liquor store right next I door. I want to work at this clinic. Let's go back to Ontario, shall we? <laughs> shall and, we? And do a night there, and we'll bring the mics. That would be fantastic. It, it'll be good. It'll be good. That would be fantastic. Um, I feel like, though, you know, part like part, part of why I had to have you on this show is because you've worked in these, not only those places, which are like the crazy places, but also in places where we do a lot of really complicated, cool things. Like, okay, yes. so now I have to sing Melanie's praises a little bit here. So, so like when we have these really sick animals in the hospital, you are always the one who has to do all like the arterial sticks and like if there's central lines that are going to be placed, like that's, that's Melanie's deal. That's your deal. That is my deal. That's your deal. Okay. But before we get, before we get to, before we get to that, um, I, now, now we've come to the pinnacle the pinnacle of the Canadian stories. Is that yes. what we're calling it? The, yes. Yeah, the the it's money shot. The money shot. <laughs> so to speak <laughs> of the Canada stories. So now same clinic or different? Different clinic. Different clinic. Uh, okay. Another emergency practice. Okay. Um, located in fairly rough part of um, a city in Ontario again, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, where we used to see lots of um, gang activity and shot. Gang activity in Ontario. Shot you know shot dogs and knife wound dogs oh, and things like that oh that's crazy having people show up threatening that if you didn't fix their pet that we would be next basically Shut up. are you serious <laughs> well we wore panic buttons all the time you wore them on your person we wore them on our person yes Whoa. that's kind of how rough this uh, did you ever have to push the was. panic button? oh yes you did yes quite a few times when people were threatening you like people threatening or you know we had a wino in one night who just started roaming the clinic and wouldn't leave that Um, is crazy yeah so police were there fairly frequently oh my god i love it (laughs) i'm I'm not making canada sound very nice am i i know i'm I'm kind of scared uh, now but they were all peaceful up there (laughs) we're all peaceful yes yeah right up until you had to wear panic buttons at work (laughs) dang Oh my God. But probably the best story that came out of that clinic was um, because of the clinic being located in a strip plaza, the whole front of the building was, you know, windows and glass doors and things. Right. Right. And uh, we used to have a gentleman who would routinely show up in the middle of the night, ring our buzzer. And as soon as he saw one of us come around to the front doors to see who was there, uh-huh. he would drop his drawers <laughs> and um, make himself a little happy. <laughs> And give us a show. Did he have like a big coat too? Like the big like stripper coat? He he did, yes. Shut up. That is crazy. 
That is crazy. The funniest part probably was the uh, seniors building that was located just oh, kind right. of kitty corner to our <laughs> clinic. Nice. Um, these little old ladies started noticing that this was happening yeah. and they would start calling us in the middle of the night saying, don't go to the door. Don't go to the door. He's there. Don't go to the door. <laughs> Don't answer that doorbell. They're probably sitting up there with binoculars. Oh, you know watching, they were. Watching, but mm-hmm. yeah, they were warning us not to go to the door. <laughs> oh my God. Now he never had, now he never had like an animal with him. Never had an animal he with him. He just happened to know that you guys were awake. He just happened to know we were awake and generally <laughs> it's a female staff. Oh my God. Now, was he an older dude? He was about middle-aged. About a middle-aged guy. He was, yes. Wandering around. Now, if you if you didn't go up there, did he leave? No, he kept ringing the bell. Really? He kept ringing the bell. So did you have to hit the panic button? So we had called the police on him a few times, oh but by God. the time they showed up, he was gone. Then he, he was gone. Yeah. But maybe they could go to the senior center and the little old ladies would tell him what direction he they went. They would probably give a detailed <laughs> description. <laughs> yeah, they would. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, they maybe saw... Well, they see, they see the back of him, though, right? They would see mostly the back of him, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they, but but they, they could they, like, tell he was up to no good. I bet they did. <laughs> a big old stripper coat on and his exactly. pants hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Was it, Now, was this the same situation where it's generally just you and Generally the just, yes, us and a doctor. That was, you know, myself and a doctor. So, maybe one other person on occasion. So when he rang the bell, it was always you. It was generally me. So he was like, hey, I'm going to go get that, uh, get that chick down there <laughs> that, that I see every night. <laughs> I'm going to go get some at 2.33. Yeah, it's about that time. She'll be on. She'll be up. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know that I've ever. Yeah. No. I feel like the exhibitionist I've never seen. Never seen that. Crazy one. homeless people. Yeah. Like Crazy I feel homeless, like yeah. that you get. But I, but we've also, I've also never had an experience where there's assistance happening from across the street. Exactly. To, to warn you. Oh my God. Okay. That you're right. That was, that's pretty darn good. That, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you, Canada for that. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Canada. Oh my God. So now, okay. So now we'll get into the portion of our show. Did you hear the bird? Which one is that one? That's a small bird. That's the a small one? In- Indian ringneck. Yes. A what? An Indian ringneck? Indian ringneck. Oh, my God. Oh, she got quiet. Oh, hopefully that hopefully <laughs> that comes through. That's the wildlife in, in, in your house. the rainforest. It's the rainforest here. of Melody Boyle's house. I love it. Well, when I was on the way here, there was other animals here. There was like a herd of sheep that was next to a target. There was like <laughs> all these cows and windmills and things. Yeah, I'd always feel like whenever you see like a water tower on the top of a stick, that's like, that's an indication of going into rural, rural areas. Yes, just a little. <laughs> right, just, just yeah. a little bit. But I do, my neighbor is MC Hammer. Shut up. He's just a couple blocks over. Oh my God, we got to go there right now. Okay, <laughs> go stalk him. We'll go stalk him. Actually, he'll be at the school because his kids go to my kid's school. Oh my so. God, how did I not know about this? <laughs> We were too busy in CCU. You're too busy we're doing too all busy, your fancy all your fancy skills in CCU. You can't tell me that MC Ham is your fucking neighbor. He is. Oh, my God. That's amazing. We'll get him on the podcast next That would time. be awesome. We'll get him on there. We won't ask about that bankrupt thing, though. He's probably no. sore about that. Nice. I bet he has animals, though. Does he have animals? I don't know, actually. I, I haven't noticed him you with anything. You haven't asked him? I haven't asked have him. Have you talked no. to him? Uh, just briefly as he was crossing the street oh at God. the kid's school and, you know, just to say hello. Yeah, right, because it's like your kids, his kids. Exactly. You know? yeah. Oh, 
stay tuned for that episode. Oh my God. Tracy California, MC Hammer, and Melanie Boyle. That's that that that's the next one. God, what the hell are we gonna do? I can't I I, I totally lost my train of, Oh yeah, oh yeah, self-inflicted wounds. That's right. I bet MC Hammer's got a good self-inflicted wound story. I'm sure he does. <laughs> right? Okay. So I love the self. I, I've totally stolen this from another podcast that does self-inflicted wounds, but I don't remember what podcast it is or who thought of it. So therefore I can steal it because it's like I invented it myself, basically. You're entitled. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, the last one we had, so we had a good needle stick story the last time, but this one involves uh, a defibrillator, which is just like now a little bit of background on the old defibrillator. So it's just like human medicine. Um, it's an electrical charge with two metal plates on either side of the chest when your heart is doing a, it's electrical activity is screwed up. So like, it's not if your heart is stopped, but it's if your heart is going and it's not beating efficiently, then you got to shock it back into rhythm. So you could see how, you know, what is it? 20 joules worth of electricity might be a bit of a frightening prospect in a workplace with lots of people who've, oh, say, never done that or seen that before. It's not something you generally learn how to do in tech school. You know what I mean? They're not like with a bunch of people who've never touched it before. Hey, everybody, let's come play with a defibrillator. That just doesn't happen. So I feel like the lots of people have defibrillator stories, but yours sounds like an actual, like the thing that they tell us to be afraid of actually happened. So I- It did. <laughs> Now, Canada? Once again, Canada. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Now, this one was uh, at the veterinary school, actually. Oh, I, the one where Chappie died? The one where Chappie oh, died. Okay. I ended up working there for almost um, See, that's, 10 years. That's where you wrote the chapter in the book, right? It is, yes. See, you wrote the book yeah. on this. I love, uh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally wrote the book. And I worked in their critical care unit there for right. quite a number of years. Right. So it wasn't uncommon to see basically the worst of the worst right. come through our doors there. Um, and it wasn't unusual to have to use a defibrillator either. Oh my God. Now the problem with that is, is we also have veterinary students who generally, even by their fourth year of veterinary school, have not much had much hands-on experience well, that's with thing. animals in general. Oh God. Hmm. Which is slightly scary. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so being a nurse in the critical care unit, it was our job to actually teach these veterinary students. Right, right. And that's not unusual in things. university setting, right? No, the that's nurses quite common. Are, Very common. Yeah. And uh, we had a dog come in that was in full arrest when he arrived. Mm. And, of course, we start doing our thing, the whole right. CPR, ABCs of CPR. Right, right. And uh, the dog... Once we got his ECG clips on him, we noticed that his heart was fibrillating. Right. Exactly. And uh, so, of course, us being CCU nurses immediately grabbed the paddles from yep, the defibrillator. Yep, yep. Now, it's kind of our job to pass that off to one of the students with much explaining. Because there's always time for that when a dog's yeah, arresting yeah. in front <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we did pass the paddles off to one of the students. Right. Did you already dial it in? Like how we much had, Yeah, we had set the and machine stuff? and everything, okay. the number of jewels it was going to deliver. Right, right. What we didn't know was uh -oh. she was standing in a puddle on the floor. Of Unsure whether it was alcohol or water, but Doesn't really matter, way, right? Yeah. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> Shit. 
So when she hit the buttons on the defibrillator, she had them on the dog's chest. Dog is on the floor. She's in a puddle of water. <gasps> defibrillator arcs and shoots this poor student across the room. Oh, my God. And she knocks herself out. She was unconscious. She was unconscious. So oh. now we have dying dog dying and human. veterinary student who's unconscious in the corner. Oh my God. Now was she, so she was kneeling on the floor. She was on the floor. So her legs must have like shot out and fired her across basically. the room. Yes. Oh my God. And was the dog like, now were they on the dog or did they? They were on the dog. Yes. Whoa. So the dog didn't fire across the room though. Dog did not fire across the room. No. No. <laughs> So who, so, okay, so who attended to her? Wow. So a few people attended to her and a few people still worked on the dog. Unfortunately, it didn't end well for the dog, but we did manage to revive her and get her off to the hospital. Was she all like hair all sprayed out? She looked a little harried. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, because that's equivalent. I mean, all of that. I mean, that's equivalent to putting them on yourself, basically. Oh yeah. That happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is so nuts. See, I feel like I've only, I mean, it's it's rare. Like, I feel like it's rare, like in a veterinary, like in our veterinary setting now, like at the hospital we're at, it's 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 rare that you see those things used. And that's why is because everyone's exactly. afraid that like that crazy Lots is going to happen. Lots of people are afraid to use them. <laughs> Man, at, at my first job, there was a really old, like an old defibrillator that lived under this counter and they were all rusty on like the insides of the paddles. Ooh. And uh, everybody told like, they're, oh yeah, the last time I saw that used, it set the dog on fire. Yes, yes. That was quite a routine thing as well. Was because it? Because you would slap ECG leads on. Oh. And before you knew that you could actually use the defibrillator, somebody uh-huh. had dunked alcohol onto on, a, those on leads. all the leads. And uh, when you use a defibrillator anywhere near alcohol, it would cause the Spark. fur to burn and smoke. And so, so if you've had it was put- quite routine that we would say, you know, that we fired up another one, basically. I love it. <laughs> Fire in the hole. <laughs> so then you're like doing CPR and putting out the dog and, at the same time. Yeah, wafting the smoke away. That's <laughs> amazing. Well. But have you had it work before? Like where you we have get, had it work before. Yeah. Yes. Where you get yes. like a normal rhythm after doing that. Rhythm. Yes. Man. See, I feel like the two that I've seen, there was like no hope. You know, right. like it was like a la- rare. way last ditch effort. But you've seen the heart rhythm come I back after have that. Seen it work. Was that was that dog on fire? Uh, no, I don't think we smoked that one. We didn't smoke that we one. We didn't smoke that right. one. So we'll go ahead and equate success with I think not it was probably the during dog. the summer and there was no veterinary students around. Oh, you know. that's, that's good. We can blame it on them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank exactly. God. We can blame a lot on them. Yeah, we can. I feel fabulous about yeah. that. <laughs> see, this is what's fun is I feel like I go into CCU and if you're there and there's like a real critical one, I'm like, oh, what are you doing, Melanie? What's <laughs> happening over here? There's always something good. There's always something good. But that, I feel like the, yeah, the, the very, few times I've seen the defibrillator come out everybody gets really nervous yes and there's that well there's that special gel right there's like special gel and like pads and stuff that you can use but even with that I feel like it's unnerving like because the dog's legs like shoot out and everything yeah that yeah yeah, it's a bit of a thing and plus you have to dial it that's what I was asking about if like if you guys have programmed the machine because I feel like it's not that hard but it's kind of freaky exactly you know I, I mean what do you I don't know. Jewels. When's the, when's like, when do you learn what the hell that even is? How many kilograms equals how many jewels? Oh, see, that's why you're here. Thank God. Thank God. I know. See, that's what you need to come back to. Well, see, and this is the whole, this is the whole thing is we are all wishing Melanie well, because she just had, had, had a, a cyst removed. I was going to say cyst toe. 
Look, cyst on my toe. Cyst on the toe. Cyst toe. Veterinary humor. Um, yeah, surgery on, on the foot. So we got to get your foot better yes. and then get you back into CCU. Yes. But see, I'm just going to steal all your time and put you in front of a microphone and we'll be... Perfect. We'll be good to go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and you can feed me pizza like you did today. Awesome. That was, that was yes. pretty awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you've survived yet another half hour of uh, Cat Disgusted. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you haven't already, you should totally check out the Facebook page. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to try to like post a couple pictures of, of my adventures in Tracy. Maybe a picture of the donut <laughs> shop that I went to and the and the sheep by the Target. I thought that was really funny. And um, we'll go by MC Hammer's house. Oh, my God. MC in a little while. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, maybe a little picture of MC Hammer's house. Um, so tune in for a couple, you know, for, for, um, for another episode in a couple weeks. Um, thank you so much to Melanie Boyle for, for hosting me at her house and doing an amazing retelling of uh, a co- Canadian Canadian lunatic horror story. Horror <laughs> stories. Viva Canada is all I have to say Viva after Canada. that. That's yes. right. And remember, <laughs> don't come see us at work. <laughs> thank you very much. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>